It's not the weekly poll. It's Absolute Comics with Benny and Sal and guest host Dylan. So this is where you would picture the Batman 69 intro where Batgirl comes riding in at the very tail end. That's oh, Dylan. nice. Or yes. Yes. <laughs> You're Batgirl, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a special bonus episode of our Tuesday show that airs every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash comicstorian. If you want to support the show and you want to keep it going, then consider going to our Twitch channel and subscribing to keep these shows coming out on a regular basis. You can also go to either one of our Patreons, patreon.com slash comicpop or patreon.com slash comicstorian. And for the lowest tier, get yourself access to this podcast along with whatever other products we are putting out for you. Or you can go to the merch store and check out our Absolute Comics merch. We have one shirt up right now, but hey, support the show, buy the shirt, Tell us you want more of this show. So, today's guest is going to be Dylan. Dylan, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I don't know what the hell you do anymore. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm Dylan. Uh, I go by Orem a lot of places on the internet, so you might um, know me by that name. Uh, I do. I used to do a lot of more comic book like video content on my channel, Orem's Corner, um, but now I just kind of do whatever. Uh, but the if you go to my channel now, uh, there is a comic book video. I don't really know how to describe it, um, <laughs> but you're really good at promoting yourself. Just, yeah. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I did a video a while back on Secret Empire and how, like, like it was just like an edited video of showing like people's extreme reactions to Secret Empire and then sort of recapping how that turned out. And I did a similar thing with people's extreme reactions to when Miles Morales was created. Um, and I have some fun clips in there. Uh, there's one of Stephen Colbert being very racist. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun video. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. All right. Um, and so you guys know Sal. He's the usual co-host right here. Sal uh, of Comic Pop. And today we're going to be doing a Joker discussion. The goal, hopefully, and we'll, we're, we don't really have a time restraint, but we're going to talk about the movie for about 20 to 30 minutes for our opinions, what we thought, overall what we what our takeaway was, um, but I'm not a fan of just shoving our opinions down your throat, okay? So the other thing is going to be at the end, you are going to be our fourth guest. So at the end of our discussion, we're going to go through my Twitter where I tweeted out, what is your hot take on Joker? And we're going to pick out some of those tweets and we're going to talk to, we're going to basically going to discuss those at the end of the show. You still, have, if you're watching live, you still have a chance to go over to my Twitter at Comicstorian where you can go ahead and grab that tweet. We do the same thing in Comics Experiment. So you should already be following my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, why don't we kick it off? Sal, you're the freshest eyes on this movie. You literally saw it. How long ago? I saw it last night, 8.30 p.m. I thought you were going to see it this morning. You're throwing no. me off. No, no, man. <laughs> we, when you said you were going to go see it, we literally, Benny and I coordinated. He was like, I'm going to go right now. And I'm like, All right, I'm going to go in half an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we went. I, I saw it. I, maybe, I'm the, maybe I'm the last person to see it. I don't know. Dylan, did you see it today? Well, okay, Dylan's it. the oldest. Hey, Dylan, okay, I, then let's kick it off with this. First off, this is a spoiler cast. We're going to talk about the movie in mm. intricate. But when I tweeted out that Dylan was going to be joining us as the third guest of the Absolute Comic Show to talk <laughs> about Joker, uh, my favorite response was, oh, I want to see what Dylan says because his opinion is wrong. So what <laughs> is your wrong opinion, Dylan? Because I don't think that's how opinions work. <laughs> so uh, from what I understand, the guy, I, I don't have his... It's Twitter, but uh, the guy was referring to a video I made like a month ago um, 
where I talked about some concerns that I had about the movie. Um, and Benny, you and I talked about this because, like, without having seen the movie, I think that is an interesting, like, viewpoint that you can't have after seeing the movie of just, like, <laughs> yes. thoughts before it. Yeah. Um, so, and Sal, uh, I know you're not in the loop, but we actually discussed the opinion of the the uh, concepts of the Joker and what it could be and what it could happen with it way before right. the movie because once we saw it, our entire opinion was going to change, which it did. Of so, course. Yeah. That's what he's referencing. Like, like a month and a half ago, we had an episode about Joker and what it means and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Right. And I did the expectations a, thereof, yeah. I did a similar thing. And my the, my like I made like two tweets on, on the movie and didn't really want to make a review, mostly because I didn't want to deal with the comments that would have come along with that <laughs> that's review. That's fair. So um, then you agree to come on this show? <laughs> well, I feel like I have like two other people that will balance it out and... Um, People are real mean in my comments, but they're a little nicer in your guys' comments. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you you get your fair share of hate as well. We, get, we but, take our lumps. Yeah. Um, but, no, everyone, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. YouTube is the nicest place on the planet. <laughs> everyone is super friendly. Oh, no. no one ever complains about any decision that I make for my super channel. Super level-headed people. <laughs> of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I... I made a video talking about my concerns and the, a tweet that I made was basically saying that in short, the movie was pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to be, which was fine. And a lot of my concerns in regards to how they treated the Joker were confirmed, at least in my eyes. And I guess that's what some people are like, no, you're wrong, but <laughs> opinion. Um, okay. So, I so can, you would consider that we like that's your hot takeaway from the whole movie? Well, like, we'll enter with that. Sure. I mean, the I think the like, if I had to summarize my thoughts on the movie in general, I would probably say that it's it's a it's a movie that, and there's like a conspiracy theory that can go along this with this, but it's a movie that doesn't really feel like it needs to be a Joker movie, and never really commits to that when it starts gearing up to be that and it takes forever to get to the point where it's like, oh it's a oh, real slow burn real slow burn of a movie yeah it's like the the first like pretty much the first two acts is origin without mm, too much like joker stuff going on and i'm not even talking about like before he puts on the makeup or whatever um just like in the way that he acts is very not joker like and that in a lot of like Joker origins that we see that that does happen um, where he's kind of like a normal dude and something happens that turns him into the Joker. I thought a lot about the killing joke while I was watching um, this movie. And the reason for that is I was trying to like quantify in my head why I thought showing the origin in this movie wasn't working for me, but showing it in the killing joke did. And I think the reason is because in the killing joke, it cuts between Joker being a crazy psychopath and him being like a more normal kind of down on his luck comedian. Um, but we don't get that other half in this movie. So there's a lot of just here's this guy who, if you know who the Joker is, you know, is supposed to be like a crazy psychopath. But that's not really shown that much in the movie. And okay. and when it is, it's sort of my main my main concern Going into the movie, which I think this is probably controversial, but I, I think is confirmed. Keep in mind, it, Dylan, other people have to talk at some point. Just letting you know. <laughs> I know. I just, I just want to, I want to, no, this I know, is my I last know. thought. 
Um, uh, no, you're fine. We're going to go back and forth. You're going to get to speak again. Don't worry. This isn't the old school weekly poll style. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what I'm used to. <laughs> um, but the, just, just to wrap up, uh, the, my main concern was that they were going to try and make me empathize with the Joker, which is not something I want to do as, right. as someone who like reads about the Joker and likes the Joker. And I think they did that in this movie. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sal, what's your hot take on that? Like, uh, floor is yours. Hot. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, uh, if I have like a hot take so much as it's like, I didn't come into this movie with the expectations of like an origin story or a comic book movie, and I think it's because they did a pretty good job of like mitigating expectations with the marketing and with the promotions, where they were like, this is going to be something else, and it was be- from, from right on down from like the from the cinematography to the trailer cutting, like it felt like it's basically like, and I, I know a lot of speculation was like, this is a movie that they changed the name of to Joker later, and I don't think that's true now that I've seen it. But I also still went into that movie with the expectation that it's a movie that's basically a character study about mental illness. And so when we didn't do and pay off all the things that you would expect from a Joker origin movie, um, I wasn't surprised or disappointed. And I was actually more surprised when I got DC slash Batman references in the movie where I'm like, Mm. oh yeah, we're watching a Joker movie. I forgot, (laughs) there's some Batman stuff in here. And I was almost a little disappointed that they were even in there because it was such its own animal. Right. And... Like and so when I approach it from the perspective of like it's its own thing and it's like Joaquin Phoenix is not gonna come back and be like a sixty-five-year-old Joker villain no. for Robert Pattinson's Batman. So oh my like, god, that'd be so yeah. weird. I I, <laughs> I I I've actually I heard a take the other day that was literally like this should be the bedrock for the new DC universe and just go from here just as a oh. as a morbidly fascinating like ha 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 do this now you like universe i don't agree but i thought that was just a funny exercise um, but like even in a, a as its own thing as its own animal of being like a character study um, it, it does this kind of like amazing job and then decides to talk about other things and never really commits to any one particular theme so like because I thought I saw a lot of people talking about mental, about this movie being a commentary on mental illness and it does a more accurate job of shining a light or microscope on it but then not really addressing it to the point where it's like offering solutions or giving you mm-hmm. a perspective and that helped a lot like to kind of make it into something else I don't know I I was I was really impressed with it on many different technical aspects and I'm really glad that I went into it not expecting it to be like a Batman prequel because that really helped. Um, yeah. And then, of course, when they do tie it into Batman, it becomes something else and then it makes the movie become that much more multifaceted. So you're like, oh, it is this like exploration of like this character and it is this, and, and it is his journey, but we're also tying it in with Batman, but we're doing it on the other side of the spectrum. Like it's, 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 the, it's a Joker origin from the perspective of the Joker... And so as such, we are meant to empathize with him. And so Batman slash Batman's world looks harsher and more unforgiving and terrible. And so, like, you, you also have to understand, like, it's not really, like, reliable. So, or it's like a, a weird, creepy deconstruction of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and like a condemnation of the 1%, which is like, right on, okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. But, like, don't make killer clowns then. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, 
my uh, my wife and I saw this movie uh, together, and she had a really particularly interesting take that I really wanted to get out there because I just found it so fascinating. And it's that like because um, you know because it's about ment- because it wants to be about mental health, but it's also by the guy who made The Hangover. Like it's <laughs> it, yeah. it does a it does an okay job, but it also becomes muddled. Um, but you have this 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 element in it where you suddenly find out, like, I don't know, an hour into the movie, that Joker is not a reliable narrator. And mm-hmm. that the point of view of our protagonist is something you can't believe in or take stock in. Right. And so now it changes your viewing experience and your understanding of that character. So, like, you see him kill people who kind of deserve it, and so I can see why some people might be like, oh, this is, like, incel bait, or this is supposed to, like, be meant to enfranchise, this disenfranchise. We're only seeing who he kills that helps his narrative. But there's a sequence where there's this character that, like, is meant to be kind of like a love interest, and then it is completely turned on its ear, and there's, like, that moment where you're kind of like... Oh, the whole movie's shifted. But what is their fate? And if you start to wonder, like, who else Joker's killed in his, like, journey, you start to go, like, oh, maybe he's actually not sympathetic at all. You know? So that's kind of my hot take. It's like, it's almost a really, really smart movie. Um, And it does a nice job of being so atmospheric. Like it achieves a lot of the things that it set out to do. Right. What do you think about that, Dylan? I'm going to get to my it's like in a minute, but the idea that it's a, a take on mental illness. Because so, I've not heard you mention that at all, and I know you're very sensitive to those types of topics. Well, that yeah, that, that was something that I, that I was kind of, that I talked about before, um, is I was worried that they, they were going to, and like you said, like the message about mental illness was kind of muddied. And right. I, I I agree with that a lot because one of the one of the like feelings that I took away from this movie um, was, you know, the way that they show mental illness is not like there's a lot there's a lot of it that's just seems like oh we're gonna make this we're gonna make him like have mental illnesses because he should in this climate or whatever um, and like like he can't spell. And, and and like there's there's just, it's it's like, a lot of like shallow a too far yeah like a lot a lot of shallow uh, showings of mental illness and how of course if if you have mental illness and you're neglected um, and this all culminates in the, in that line um, again spoilers in in the line at the end when he's talking to Murray he's like let me tell you another joke what do you get when you cross a a, a, a mentally ill loner with a society that hates him or whatever yeah. Um, and it's like, so is your message that if you're mentally ill and you don't have help, you're going to turn into a psychopath? Um, no, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's what he's trying to say. But it is like the 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 monologue. Like he has he has this rant at the end of the movie. Spoilers, but like mm-hmm. that for me is the worst part. And it's like yeah. for, for a lot of people, it's like the the culmination of him being the Joker. But like, no, like there's a lot of his like his transformation into who he becomes. Uh, is so well executed visually that there's so many moments that like are 
that hurt it by having that monologue. Like, he doesn't need a monologue. No. For me to get who he is and what he's become. And when, like, uh, again, like, this is a Tiffany thing, but, like, the sequence where he's behind the, the curtain and he, like, does his dance... Yes. There's something a little bit more act- like more physical that's happening where he's like physically becoming this new mm-hmm. person. And like you know, he threw out his playbook. He's pre- he's rehearsing to be on on the show and then he throws it out entirely and his confidence is there and he's ready to go. And it's like he has transformed and we get that and if you trust your audience to understand it like we get it. He's there. His his suicide plan is out the window. Right. Yeah. And now he's doing this. We don't need him to then get unhinged and be mad. Like, we just need him to mm-hmm. to literally just say, like, to do the same thing you expected and have him go, like, hey, do you want me to tell a joke? And the joke is a, is a it has a different punchline. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that, like, if, if Phillips had, like, trusted his audience a little more, you could have had a really, like, interesting sequence there that instead has this, like, actually it makes it more muddied because he has right. this like unhinged monologue that shows that he's like not confident and he is unhappy and he's angry like he 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 contradicts himself in that own thing where he says like oh I'm not political and I don't care about everybody else and then he says like but I'm part of this group right and it's like well which one is it man like you didn't change yeah, your pick mind a side. you didn't change your mind 30 seconds into this monologue like <laughs> you you did the dance behind the curtain you turned into this person now mm-hmm. you're not that so why do that I don't know. Like, so that for me was my most problematic moment. It's the only moment where I was like, I don't care for that. Like, where I was like, oh, I wish they didn't do that. That was the only moment where I said, I wish they didn't do that. It was was the monologue mm-hmm. or rants, right. really. I it, mean, I yeah. I agree with you, Dylan. Uh, that I feel like it was a little too. They went the easier out to show mental illness, um, yeah. and I didn't like that. Like they did what? Oh, he bangs his head. Oh, he laughs uncontrollably, <laughs> right. and he can't yeah. spell. And it's like, I almost felt like that's he every. I, I, I can't get over the spelling thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, coming from a, uh, you know, I was, when I was 16, I did, I was in the, the freaks and the geeks kind of like thing with the spiked out hair and the overbaggy pants. And it felt like every 16 year old, like emo goth kid that had access to his mom's car and an allowance would bang his head because he's messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I felt like a lot of like what the Joker was doing was along that same line. And I know that, that, that is a thing that happens with mental illness. But there was no deeper level to it. Um, right. Taking what you said, Sal, about like the, the he's the unreliable narrator. We also didn't go deeply into that. Yeah, we just discovered like, oh, not everything that he says happened mm-hmm. happened, and then well, we left it. Like, well, yeah, but I was also starting- we. Oh God, go ahead. No, you're saying. I was gonna say like be. The mental illness thing, it starts out where it's like a pretty, I don't know, it's a its a pretty like uncomfortable look at a protagonist who is handicapped. And then you go further and you find out like, you know, that his past is is unreliable and you don't even know like, you know, where he comes from. And, and then you find out where he comes from and then you, and it only took uh, seeing another review about it to, for, me to, for me to even question whether or not he actually is mentally challenged and that it was the seven or eight different prescriptions that his mother made him take that were actually causing these problems. That well, I was actually, like, oh see, my that's God. That's what I thought at first, right. actually. Mm-hmm. When we got to the ending and the transformation into the Joker, confident, standing tall, he, his dances look like they're more choreographed. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah. talking to Murray, and he even in the very ending where he's on the car, doesn't look mentally challenged at all. Well, and I wonder the same thing if it was a lot of that medication. Like he's definitely not the oh. same person he was. And it's like the question is whether 
he has like changed mentally or not. I mean, like I I honestly took it to mean like originally I was like, well, no, he was abused by his mother, and he has like he he experienced as I said earlier in his like report that like he had met, he had head he had blunt head trauma. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'll just go to I'll just go to my hot take on the whole thing. Uh, that way we yeah, have yeah, more yeah, to talk about in this stuff. So exactly. overall, I'm very mixed on how I feel about the movie. I'm not going to sit okay. and say it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. And it's not. Oh, no. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think a lot of people are hyping up this movie and watching it. And I watch a lot of indie flicks. I'm like, it wasn't even one of the better indie flicks I've seen. Uh, um, as mm. a superhero movie, I even tweeted this. It's by no means a superhero movie nope. in any way no. at all. Not even as a, as a solid <laughs> origin. Um, I, f- I can't remember the movie that made me feel this way. But there's very few movies that within the first five minutes, I felt uneasy and uncomfortable. Right. The way the score did it, the way that the lack of overall sounds at certain points, the way that we got to see the brutality of Gotham. Um, I won't lie, within 30 minutes of it, I was debating if Natalie was enjoying it, and if she wasn't, we should go. Because right. I didn't know where it was going to go with this movie. And I, 30 minutes in, I was uncomfortable. And I know that's what they were going for. They wanted yeah. me to feel weird for the Joker. I, I wouldn't say that I felt empathetic like you were, you were worried about, Dylan. But at the same time, I didn't feel bad for him. I was just more worried where this is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Natalie at one point said that she actually shed a tear when he started to learn about his past and everything. But that also plays into how much of that was reliable. We don't even know how much of that was over. Everything in the movie could have easily been him talking to the woman at the ending, and none of that's reliable. We don't even know that story. Which I think think we're meant to know which one's which. But like... yeah. Yeah, I feel like because I was because uh, Todd Phillips is that the director? Yeah, it's name? Todd Phillips. Yeah, yeah. He he came out before the movie, like on press tours or whatever, and was talking about how the Joker is an unreliable narrator. Like going, so I knew that going in that that ah. was going to be played with. Um, and the whole time I'm like, and that's like when the when the love interest character was introduced at first, I saw it with my friend Kevin, and like we turned to each other after like she like knocked on his door or whatever yeah um and we were like oh god because <laughs> if if that turned out to be real that's oh, a yeah. terrible example of showing any kind of love um oh yeah no i was worried and, i was like is she crazy too is what and then yeah and it's funny that's tiffany a, was I like thought, no I he's thought, dev- i thought it. maybe they might hype it up as being a like this universe's version of harley quinn Right. Like I that, had that thought a few thought times we too. I had that thought yeah. for a second and then I'm like, no. No, I hope not. Kid. <laughs> like, well, and then once, well, it's funny, the, the kid thing was the one that really tipped it over where I'm like, mm. where is her daughter? Yeah. <laughs> Strangely absent. <laughs> then he but, goes uh, to the, her apartment and you're like, oh. Yeah. Which, it was a good payoff um, and I'm glad that happened but like, with the unreliable narrator thing, that's like, the only example of it and right. I feel like you can't you, you, you can't start to, like, break down criticisms of his motivations with that unreliable narrator thing because then everything doesn't happen or everything did happen. And like, that's, you, you can't call into question the reality of your film. You have to, like, you exactly. have, to have rules and establish, like, what happened and what didn't happen. Or at the very least, you even if you don't make it clear in the film, you have to know as the filmmaker what yes. really was real. And I, I gotta say, like, there are a couple of, like, tent poles, like, where it's like, I you know, like, I, I would say that maybe... Uh, Flex interaction with Wayne in the bathroom, like that might not have actually happened. Mm. But I think the interaction with with Alfred at the door at the gate definitely happened. Yeah, 
And it's like I think that, but I think the mental hospital thing and the and and the the grappling of the document like that has to be real because right. we've already been given two other origins for who he is and this and now a third and this has to be the replacement or none of it is real and it's like yeah. it's and it's a mess like the movie will be too messy um, right. I mean comparing this to the other most famous movie in which the the narrator is unreliable there's two that come to mind uh, Memento and uh, right. most famously Fight Club yeah uh, in yeah. which the narrator is unreliable you we don't know what really happened but I do know that by the time I got to the end of both of those movies by with a rewatch, I could pinpoint what was actually going on and what exactly. wasn't. Exactly. While with Joker, it was thrown in that he's unreliable. I, rewatching it, I wouldn't know. Like, no. we can go I'd all the way back know. to the beginning of the movie. We can go all the way back to when the sign was taken and it was broken and stolen, and the other guy saying no, it wasn't. Was right. that unreliable? Did none mm-hmm. of that actually happen? Because in which case, none of it could have possibly happened. We don't know. Yeah, Other than I'll, you know, I would have to in, re-see it again. Like, yeah, and that's one thing that kind of bothered me about it was this unreliable narrator, which I like because that's what I like about the Joker. We don't yeah. know where he came from. We don't yeah. know his origins. And I do like that even though we got a general idea of his origins, he's unreliable, and we still found out, well, she adopted him, and we don't know who his parents are, mm-hmm. and we don't know what started before all that. We don't know any right. of this. This could have been anything. Um, I, think, I did like... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think if they if they played into the unreliable narrator thing a lot more and made it clear that you know like maybe maybe in a different version of this movie where they play into that more the joker gang isn't actually a joker gang it's just a different like movement against the rich that he thinks he started Uh. and he thinks that is for him but in reality he's just that crazy Um, yeah (laughs) and you know maybe he 100 percent fabricated the thomas wayne dad thing which yeah i don't see a point (laughs) No, I wouldn't. In the I wouldn't bother. But yeah, um, but I I think it, it could have worked, and I think would have been better to, because when you're telling a Joker origin story, you have to be careful not to make it definitive, right? Um, and and I think they tried that here, but were scared or just didn't for whatever reason like go as full into it as I think they should have. Well, I think they just right. didn't. I think they just weren't interested in doing that. Like it was. Yeah. It, it felt like. I felt Warner Brothers, it was either that, like, Phillips wanted to do a story about, like, this character, and, oh, it happens to also be connected to Joker, and mm-hmm. it's more, it's more like he was, they were attracted to the story because now it could be anywhere in anything, and I deliberately picked a fake city so that it could be anywhere at any time, right? Because you, right. you don't get a date, you don't get a, you don't, no. you don't get a uh, I do, I... In my tweet, which we'll go to very soon, uh, Rich Johnson of Bleeding Cool responded with, Joker takes place in 1984, the same year as Wonder Woman 2. (laughs) (laughs) Do not connect those. Oh, no. Please don't. Um, But I think... Could you imagine in 1984, she's just like, did you hear about the burning in Gotham? That would be (laughs) nuts. And I kind of like... I, I'm okay with that, actually. Like Why? because Because, like, I don't know. Like, well, because I think Robert Pattinson's around that age, right? Yeah, it could I work. Get, yeah. Uh-oh. It could work. Yeah, the, uh-oh is my, like, why? Well, and because, like, they're, but they're, but the I will DCEU say, like. The DCEU now takes place in the 90s, so everyone no, can line just, up age-wise. He's, he would be, uh, he'd be, like, 32 or something. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, I would, Okay. I, uh, there were there were the it's weird how like the the selective Batman stuff like I kind of really would like loved. Hmm. Um, 
I don't know about you I guys, liked all of it except the the the, pearls the killing of the wings. <laughs> yeah. Well, God. I wish that was more ambiguous. But it was like it turned into the exact origin again. It was uh-huh. like, oh no! I'm just glad Joker didn't pearls. pull the trigger. Yes, I'm. I'm I, <laughs> I was worried I'm about also that. Glad that Joker didn't kill him, and I'm also yeah. glad that like uh, I, it, Joker didn't kill them. It's it's it is a like crime in Gotham wore a mask that day, and it also like yes. it, it allowed crime in Gotham to like have a personality you know what i mean like this this movie actually if you look at it from a from the perspective of like oh it's just a it's just a character study like fine but if you want to look at it from like a joker movie comic book thing you could also look at it from the perspective of like this is the origin of gotham gotham was a place of misery like the new york which is clearly where it is uh was not like would would never have allowed that kind of garbage strike like for for as long and like you know the tensions and everything like that like it's it'll the the hotbed of Gotham and the fact that it would like it's so quickly gravitated towards like wearing a mask and theming their crime mm-hmm. yeah it it makes Gotham like go oh well it's distinctly unique in that it attracts that form of criminal it it likes like people who 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 theme themselves like mad hatters and riddlers and two faces and stuff like that and like that's kind of cool um i don't know about you guys i, I mean but, like, i i do I do like that. I do like the idea that this was more the birth of Gotham. Um, yeah. The over, I mean, I felt uncomfortable for the entire movie. It was weird because I didn't really at any point feel empathetic for the Joker. Um, but I found I the overall... I, well, I felt bad for what was happening to him, but not like... Because I, I knew where this was going to go. He was going well, to yeah. turn in to the Joker. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Well, but that's This was thing, like, oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Because you know? we were both having different experiences. Because I was like, I'm not looking at it from the perspective of it being a comic book movie. So I'm like, this could be any Joker. Like, I don't care. Like, I was, right. I literally threw out all of my expectations of it being in comics and being like, we're just watching this guy. Let's just try... Let's see mm. what they're trying... Let, let's see what he's and trying maybe to Maybe I could have been a bit more empathetic for him with that. But, you know, oh, we're just watching this one guy but I feel like at all times and part of the reason why I felt uneasy with this movie is I was waiting for the snap and it wasn't until his friends came into the apartment that we officially were like oh he's he's just done like he didn't even debate with that guy I think his name was Randall he was like, "Oh yeah, no, Doesn't the gun." You're like, oh, he Whoa. decided. Well, the, the most jarring and the the first one that I was like, "What?" was actually when he kills his mother because for me I'm like that happened. There was very little build up to that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of like happens. You don't really even get a good shot of her pre smothering, mm-hmm. and it and it's and it's in a sequence where it's the line. Like that's the scene with the with the line from the trailer. It's the line everyone remembers about my life being a tragedy, about a comedy, not a tragedy. Like that's mm-hmm. the scene that happens in, and it it just he just kills her, and then it's done. And he like he doesn't really feel any remorse, and he doesn't re- like you know. It, and and it's interesting how the how the killings are portrayed in this movie and 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 or not portrayed. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was like I, I kind of I, I got it. I was like I, I I'm with you. But it's just kind of like there are a couple of moments and and and, and elements where I was like, you didn't quite either have the uh, like maturity to to execute it, or there was, or you did, or you just lost interest in that thing. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Like, I, I wanted, I want him yeah. to be connected to this thing about mental illness, but I also don't really want to like have a strong criticism there one way or the other. Besides that, like, it's hard. Like uh, beyond yeah. super, like skin, like surface level, like right. it sucks. Yeah, uh, that's, I could see that. I don't know about you guys. Did you catch? Did you catch that moment in um in the talk show where like 
it's clearly just ripped from Dark Knight Returns. Oh, I felt like the entire talk show sequence was uh, oh. was a combination of Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> we're, we're in the uh, animated series. He always ended up on some television show that was being live aired. So I like that whole time at that point, I was just like, okay. You know, I actually <laughs> want to talk about this though. Uh, oh, good. Is it just weird of the movie end like three or four times? It like I I yes. felt like when he <laughs> went to the thing and it cut him off. Like I was like, that's the ending. And then it yeah, panned right. out, and we're still going. I'm like. The, Where the do we like that was it? Like, he, he's he's the Joker. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's got a it's it has a lot of like ser like Sal. You said that they just kind of got disinterested with certain ideas at random points yeah. in the movie. They it has a lot of like we're starting something here we go and then oh never mind, and especially yeah. <laughs> like towards the end where it's like oh he's in the he's in the car we're gonna roll credits nope he gets hit <laughs> like yeah, yeah it just keeps happening and then they pull him out and you're like oh this is gonna be the beginning of the joker gang nope they left him mm -hmm. there like <laughs> right Very yeah strange. well they all got arrested or something i guess I, I don't know but like but then the ending where he kills the interviewer and then we have this madcap scooby-doo-esque like ending of the where yeah, he's running well, from who the hallway. Was this? Well, and yeah, then they who ended was it like that? <laughs> well, well, because they ended it with the Warner Brothers like the end kind of like goofy yeah. like Charlie Chaplin type ending. That's their way of being like I, I guess their way of saying that this is a story and that it's not like again this may be unreliable. We don't even know if this even happened. Mm. Like it, 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 we're we're seeing this story clearly. They want us to think of it from the perspective of it being fiction. And I think that's like that that element. I remember being like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of cool." Like I, I actually mm. really dug it. Like because at first it was like, "Oh yeah," and then he's in it. Like I was disappointed that they kept it going. You know, we're in another scene where he's talking to her. But then we also get another of my favorite moments uh, when you connect it to a comic book, where uh, Joker's laughing, and the interviewer says like, "What's so funny?" And he says, "I'm thinking of a joke, and you wouldn't get it." Mm-hmm. And at first, you're kind of like, okay, right on. But they cut to Bruce Wayne in the alley with his dead parents. And yeah. you're like, are you doing a Batman thing? Like, are you doing a killing <laughs> joke thing? Like, where it's like, no, the joke is, it's the killing joke. It's it's like, we're, we're, you're witnessing the birth of, like, directional madness. Like, we're seeing Batman born. And mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne going crazy. We're not going to make this kid scream and jump around or anything, but like we're just showing like this, tr like both Arthur and Bruce are victims of physical and emotional trauma, and right. as such, like we're seeing where that goes, and it's like that un even even like unconsciously, Joker knows that like something's about to happen. And it's like mm -hmm. that, that Bruce is losing his parents is the joke that he knows because it's the same joke. It's about insanity. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Right. Wow. Way to, way to pull a thing right at the last possible <laughs> second <laughs> right. to make it about Batman. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. And, I, and while I was like, again, I'd be like, if I wanted to feel like a real, like, put together, like, you know, pretentious jackass, it's like, I, I would prefer no Batman whatsoever. And it's like, the movie's called Joker. He's wearing the, 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 the Cesar Romero outfit. Put Batman yep. in the movie, um, <laughs> please. They did it really well. Like, that was another thing I was like, like if if they hadn't shot, they didn't ham to, up the Batman parts, in my opinion. It was gosh, like just no. enough to link it, but like well, it wasn't I, like, like okay, just, really Batman. It was almost like Warner Brothers said there have to be at least two references to Bruce Wayne in this film. 
Mm-hmm. And Phillips is like, I'm going to do it in like the most mature way possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Because this doesn't even have to be the Joker. Because I it's think maybe like, yeah, the, well, the crime adopting the face of a clown, the fact that Thomas Wayne refers to all of like Gotham's like have nots as clowns, like any Joker could come from this now. And that maybe could be the more. Joker. Maybe two more. Maybe yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> Jeff Johns will tell us what happens with them. Uh, okay, guys, uh, let's go ahead and see what the fourth person on our podcast yes. wants to say about this. I'm very interested. And, and go into these ideas. Okay, so Nessie Ness 8 replied to me. I said, "What is your hot take?" That was the entire tweet. What is your hot take All on right. the Joker? Okay. Honestly, this movie surprised me in a lot of ways, such as the direction they took the movie in, the balls they had to use such controversial topics, and how strong certain messages were. Even the way uh, Joaquin portrayed the Joker in a way that fit well with the story being told. All right. It's not very hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cold take. I can't argue with Bridget that. Rich Johnson says that it takes place in 1984, the same year as Wonder Woman 2. Thanks, Rich. Nope. <laughs> Um, Corvus the Crow states probably my favorite Joker I was also laughing maniacally at every kill I, oh. I don't know if I yeah that's that's not maybe not such a great to. take that's a hot take you yeah. weren't supposed to uh, but I, I, I you know if I may it's weird that every person that you see Joker kill you're supposed to want him to yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> that's that's like kinda... especially when when his uh his uh height Mother. challenged friend oh gets away and you're like don't the, kill him don't kill him and he's like you were the only nice person to me <laughs> when when he locks the door I'm like and he does the like the actual like chain lock I'm like oh my god he's gonna kill the little guy too because <laughs> mm-hmm. he can't reach the lock right <laughs> I know, so I was like this is the most like horrific way like he's like. Arthur, can you get the door? I was just yeah, like, oh my that, god! Oh my god! I was that like, was here really we go. Here's where he's gonna kill him. By the mm-hmm. way, uh, just a, just another like addition to that. Tiffany asked me at the end of the movie. She goes, "So did Joker kill the girl and her and her daughter?" Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you never see them again. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, that if if he does, that's great. And also, like, and not like awesome. I'm not like rooting for, it, but like that's great because it means he maybe he's killed other people, mm-hmm. and you only don't see the ones he killed that like would make you not like him. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I think the because the 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 cut that if you go back and and watch it the the cut um when he's in the room and he has um his like fingers as yes. a gun held up to his head, they cut back to her and she's horrified, and right. then it it cuts away, and I don't know. Like unless he had like an actual gun in his hand, she right. would not be as scared as she was <laughs> with just like this. Right. I found so. that weird that overall the gun thing uh, because it was like she made the symbol and then he responded. Yeah. Now that right off the bat, like just I re- if I made a joke in an elevator weird. at you, Dylan, and we got off the elevator and I started walking away, like we have discontinued <laughs> our entire contact, and you're like Benny. Hey! I'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah, I want to die too. Like, what? Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, the way it was handled, even when he did it, I was kind of like, ah, Arthur, no, they, she's not going to be happy. Well, he takes it too far. He always takes it too far. Right. So, yeah. 
Right on. Hot take. That's a hot take, man. No. Yeah. Don't uh, laugh at <laughs> No. Do not root for the killings and laugh at them. <laughs> um, Oi Throwdown states, loved the mental health message throughout the movie, as well as the in-depth shots and dialogue. Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal. Uh, the mental health thing is, is something that constantly comes up. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad they addressed it. I wish that they could have... I wish we'd, we, we had like a definitive answer about Joker and whether he was like born handicapped... For, like physically handicapped by trauma or just induced by medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I do like the fact that it's nebulous because it allows us to have a conversation. I so. think the message would have been even better if it did turn out to be like the medication. Right. I feel like, because I feel like the problem with the mental health thing is you're right. We didn't go in either real direction. If he really was mentally challenged or if he was, it was brought on by the medications. And I feel like if we had gone in one direction, the message itself would have been solidified. Well, right here, it's just more like mental health is bad. Don't ignore them. You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's like the, the frankness in which they show it is, a, is, is, I think, good. Like, I'm glad they mm-hmm. did that. I will say, apropos of showing things, and he said, like, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, it's a good-looking movie. Like oh yeah, it's a shockingly well uh, shot film because I looked at the cinematographer's roster and I'm like, that does not equate mm. this. You must have gone back to school. It's a <laughs> right. well. Sh- this is a good looking movie. Like every frame of painting, this this yep. movie looks good. Yeah, that was like my my knee jerk thing. Uh, like out of the movie, aside from like the complaints I had about it was just, this was a gorgeous movie. Oh, it was very pretty. Like literally 15 minutes in, I just turned it to and I'm like, this movie looks great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very pretty but movie. I'm like, regardless of it. how we feel about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Nachi Ket, I can't, I, Nacha, I, not gonna, Nacha gonna read an answer. Not gonna read it. N-A-C-H-I-K-E-T space N-A-I-K. The, rela- right the relatability isn't I'll go out and stab somebody. It's should I get help when I have negative thoughts? The first thing my wife said after the movie was, I know we will forget this soon after the movie, but we should be kinder to people who you never know when, what someone else is going through. That's a great mm. message. It's a great that's takeaway fair. from this. Yeah. I, I, I think like that take. That's a, that's, a, that's a great takeaway that I think a lot of people should have is to, you know, be, be kinder to those who have mental problems mental illnesses you don't know which one's the joker but sure (laughs) (laughs) but like the 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 worry that i have with like displaying i worry that you know if this is gonna be a movie that pushes the conversation of mental illness forward that a lot of people who aren't so kind-hearted will take the wrong message and will Mm. be like oh well i should be scared of people with mental illnesses because maybe if they get off their meds they'll hurt me in they'll some joke way. Her, yeah. Yeah. Which is my already a stigma is, that people have. Yeah. Yeah. My takeaway is that I liked Thomas Wayne and I want to be him. And right, that's, <laughs> uh Oh, Oh <laughs> yeah. Because this, all he wants to do is go to the theater and there's these people keep bothering him. He just wants to be these mayor clowns. and go. He, yeah, he wants to be mayor and see Chaplin on screen. I mean, we can yeah. all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Maud Chally says Arthur is a sympathetic character at first, and the reason people feel the movie was too violent is because they felt good when he killed those three douchebags. Yeah, Joker right. makes you question mm-hmm. your own morality, and I think it does. It does a really good job of that. That's a fair because point. I, you kind yeah. of agree with him up until he's just mass murdering. <laughs> well, even then, like he doesn't really even mass murder. All he kills, like, well, we don't know how many people he kills, but like, we're meant. They they take away. 
as much as they can of the sympathetic nature of the Wall Street people. And you're meant to be even more outraged because of how like trumped up the um, the, the Wall Street people are in the news. You know, it's like, mm. oh, I feel bad for them because like these poor people at the prime of their lives, they're young, blah, blah, blah. When you, when you saw them, when we met them, they're terrible people. And it's like, it's supposed to make you feel like uneasy and kind of like good right. in like an animalistic kind of way that he like gets revenge on them. Because like, but it's funny because the first two or at least, at least the first one is self-defense. But when he shoots that third one, and then he hunts yeah. him down. Yeah, he hunts, hunts the guy down. down. Yeah. Well, and also that's like one of the first moments. It's like it's like he becomes Joker, or like he gets the flashes of being Joker when he kills people. Like when he kills that guy, like that's the only time he walks with confidence. Mm. Is when he yeah. was when he walks up to that guy who's crawling away from him. And it's like maybe because he has power or whatnot, but it's like still, it's it's yeah. Uh, I I hear what you're saying, and it's a good point. Chide says some people will be disappointed as it isn't your traditional comic book superhero film. Joker's really good. I think one message was the Joker's created through through our apathy. We created a monster and maybe we do deserve him. And he put a picture of the Joker's makeup. And I will say I was actually against the costume and the makeup until I saw it at the ending. Like yeah. when he finally owned up to it, it looked and it was great. The slight like the tear kind of like blue coming down. I felt like I was looking at the Joker. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, I think the, the 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 colors and the makeup and all of it, I think, look great. Yeah, that scene when he's like descending the stairs, you know, he's spent the whole movie trudging up this like this this miserable staircase. Mm -hmm. When he yeah. dances down the staircase in his full regalia, like it's it's poetry. I'm like, that way I, to go, like way to make a movie. I loved the uh, the uh, the abrupt cut. After that, when it oh, like I focuses know. on the detective's face, yeah, like, and they're like, what, what is this guy, guy doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, that was great. Well, I, well, you know what I liked about that was it it just kind of opened up more to the his narration of what he thinks he's doing and how what he's enjoying is not what everyone else is seeing. Oh, the mm. music. They're was not the seeing a guy who's just confident that. going down the stairs. <laughs> well, like, right. well, with him, it's like we're, we're through him. We're watching the movie, but then it's like, but there's also people here, and like, yeah. they, you know, like when you're when you're walking anywhere with headphones in it's a very different experience from when other people are seeing you singing ace of bass it's like very you yeah. know it's two different it's two different realities um i will end it with this one ali el sakut says halfway through the movie i was rooting for arthur and i've never really liked the joker that much waiting for his big moment and boy did this movie deliver except in the end we have no clue how to interpret the movie after the final arkham scene I, I think that was half our discussion here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't rooting for him so much as I was like sad. You know, it just I just felt bad. And then it and 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 watching him make like what I knew him to believe were the only decisions like open to him. Mm. Right. It's interesting to me that a lot of because a lot of people have said that they either felt bad for him or were rooting for him at certain points. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really get any of that. I can, I guess you, you could construe some of my feelings for when, like in the scene that we talked about where he like first really is the Joker when he kills that big guy and lets the little dude go. Yeah. Um, it, that like for one of the first times in the movie, I was like, Oh, sh here we go. Like we're, 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 we're getting this. Um, yeah. And I, I wasn't rooting for him, but I was just happy that um, we were f finally getting, like, Joker stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I, it, I think... It did feel, finally feel like he had accepted what his... Because at that point, he had decided that he was going to commit suicide. 
And yeah. you, you mm-hmm. almost got that confirmation when he let the little guy go because he was just kind of like, well, it doesn't yeah. matter who you tell. Like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, no, totally. I I feel like I was I was hoping not because I wanted to see that guy die, just because I think it would have been a, a better scene as Joker. I was hoping he would let he would let him walk out, and then he's like, "Yeah, you can go," and then just smash his head in the door. Honestly, I was really <laughs> expecting that heel turn. Wow, yeah. Dylan. <laughs> well, that's I, I what I thought was gonna though. happen. That's what no, the Joker I, would do. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially well, and I, I I think Benny, you you got it right. Where it's like. He was still in a different place. Like it wasn't until he is in the dressing room and he says, "Can you bring me out as Joker?" Like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm throwing the old book away. Yeah, yeah. And I it's feel like, like for so, me, yeah. letting letting the guy go was twofold. One, it was we knew that Arthur had pretty much decided he was going to commit suicide on the show. Yeah, like any I, I, from all the stuff that I've done in the military with the with the hospital and mental health and stuff like that. One thing that you always know is, and you can see it on his face when someone's decided they're going to commit suicide. You're not aware of that. Like all right, right. Like, like people asking for help is one thing, but the people are like, oh, I'm going to go do it tonight. A lot of times, I'm like, no, you're not, because you don't tell people. Because mm-hmm. when you actually have decided I'm going to go do it, the most of the people are calm. They're just willing to give people what they want. They're just letting to let the guy that's going to go rat the muscles of the police go because yeah. they're not worried anymore. The, the end is coming for them. And yeah. for me, that that's what it was. But I also felt that the message there was twofold. Letting his last, uh, the last person that was good to him and the last person that was his friend go was Arthur Fleck letting go of Arthur Fleck. Mm. And the Joker is the only thing that remains. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I, I think, think that. I think there's a yeah. third reason. Uh, the writers needed some character to tell <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to tell the detectives that Arthur Unless Fleck is definitely the bad guy. Right. <laughs> well, I think also um, it's like maybe we really, really shouldn't kill the little person on screen. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. But I mean, he I almost, almost he killed a mother and her. Think- did anyone else think for a moment when he was like, Jesus, Arthur, I thought that he was possibly going to like join him and like be the first of the Joker gang. Oh God. No, I no, <laughs> I didn't think that at all. I did not see I that was like, coming. Is this going to be the beginning of the Joker gang? That's hilarious. I could see that though. Cause that, that was another thing that I had a, I was, I w- didn't really like a lot of the Joker gang stuff. And partly part of that was because I feel like their motivations in the comics are more through either fear or money. Yes. Um, so if that guy did turn into like like one of Joker's top lackeys or something, that would make sense because he's just terrified yeah. and he doesn't yeah, know what exactly. will happen to him if he doesn't work for this guy. Right. So let's bring this episode of Absolute Comics to an end. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Dylan, where can they find you? What can they find you on? Who are you? Let's end with you doing that. <laughs> Who are you? Who Wait, are right. you? By the way, your check's in the mail. <laughs> Uh, I'm Dylan, also known as Orem. Uh, you can, if you just search Orem's Corner on YouTube, um, I'll pop up somewhere. Uh, my Twitter's at uh, Orem Alexander. You can follow me on there. I make b- real bad tweets, but you might <laughs> like them. I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I message him. What was that? What was that all about, man? 
and Sal, they know you. You're the co-host here. You can be found at Comic Pop with the Patreon, patreon.com slash Comic Pop. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Absolute Comics, brought to you every Tuesday right here at the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comicstorian at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you like the show and you want to show your support, consider buying one of the Absolute Comics shirts in our merch store. You can subscribe to the Twitch channel or you can join either Patreon, patreon.com slash Comic Pop or patreon.com slash comicstorian and get early access to this video. Or if you really just want to listen to it, it goes up on iTunes, Spotify, and on its own YouTube channel a week after it's been filmed. Uh, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed, uh, and we will bring this episode to a close. Yay.